Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day eight of the 21-day reset slash challenge. And um, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I'm going to actually explain what we're going to do today in a couple minutes. I'm going to give more people a chance to come on. Hey, Scott, good to see you. Hope you got the answer you were looking for, at least some information about the fish, the fats, or the oils and the cream. Um, we'll go into that a little bit more. Um, so there's been several people that are patients in my office uh, coming in and giving their successes that they've already had, like losing a few pounds here, a few pounds there, more energy, less pain in just a couple days. So if you can imagine now, maybe you may or may not be in that realm. You might be going, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. Um, getting these um, things done. And um, let me see if I can just try to get Mariah so we can get the... Anyway, so tonight we're going to debug that. If you want, you can put questions in the chat. Um, and all you do is click, put your, fit, your cursor down to the bottom and click that little thing that says chat, and then it will come up, a little window will come up. And you just write in what your question is. And then that way we can, you know, get everything answered. But we were talking before you, everybody got on about fish oils and some of the false information about the, the fish oils and that we used to think they were great. Back in the er, early 90s, chiropractors and natural healthcare people were going, we need fish oils. And the uh, AMA and the CDC were going down on fish oils. And, you know, it's kind of funny when you hear stuff long enough, it becomes the truth. So all of a sudden, we thought they were healthy. As it turns out, they turn rancid in the body. So Dr. Um, Brian Peskin, who Mariah will put the uh, interview in the Facebook and probably send it out to the email group, too. I do an interview with him on my radio show, and he was from MIT, and he's talking about how these things go, they come from fish that live at 33 degrees temperature, like, you know, fishes, the salmons. And when you get up to 70 degrees, they go rancid. So those fish oils, as soon as you get sit on a shelf in a store, they start to turn rancid. So now we're getting the wrong kind of oils in our body that are going to get into those cell walls and make crispy cell walls, which we're trying to get rid of. Recording in progress. One thing about one thing about no, oh, why am I doing that? One, I'll just turn my volume down. That's what I need to do. There you go. One thing about um depression, which was the question that was asked, is that you know, heavy metals like mold and excuse me, like um lead and mercury are the two biggest toxins they both come down through mom's umbilical blood for four generations the number one 
um, symptom related to lead is depression. The number one symptom related to uh, mercury is anxiety. So we have generations that are being treated for depression with antidepressive drugs like the SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And um, that's a whole nother subject. I did a radio show on that when the information came out about the false information we'd received about that. But so the point is on the um, depression, the right oils to take would be doing exactly what we're doing, doing this kind of um, program to reestablish the correct oils in the cell wall, correct oils in the brain. And we're getting that by the coconut oil, the avocado oil, the olive oil, the butter, the ghee, um, to mention a few. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, and the depression has its own psychological effect too. I mean, you know, the, the health triangle is one side is physical, chemical and mental emotional. So there are triggers and that's beyond the, you know, the scope of this class, but there are triggers that turn that kind of thing on as well. So uh, have your friend fill out the neurotoxic questionnaire and, uh, so, you know, we can give her a call and think, see if we can help her. So, uh, but isn't it crazy that we're you know, a whole gener several generations of kids are being treated um, for depression and anxiety without taking a look at how many heavy metals and molds are in their body, heavy metals, um, lead and mercury. And it's a huge industry. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to um, start this program about this. We're going to go into the today's thing and hopefully it will make sense to you. I'm pretty sure it will because what I've done is, you know, I've looked at the last seminar that we that I did on day eight, and I have it recorded, and it is so good that I don't think I could um, best it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to watch that, and I'll be here for commentary, but I would forget half the stuff I said there. So um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and start this eight of the 21 day challenge and we're just kind of uh starting a little bit early because uh you know there are some questions that we can answer before everybody gets on um we were talking about the eating window you know we say um really six to ten hours first now some people that are more veterans than rodeo so to speak they can find that eating window a lot better than people that have never skipped a meal before in their life. <laughs> I told this story about one of my uh, Somebody's got their mic the on. class that we did. Some, some people's got their mic on. Could everybody please make sure your mic is off? Because if you're talking in the background, we're hearing it. Thanks. She's a, she was like in her mid thirties, and when we got her doing the twenty or the the um, eating window, she came in and she actually talked to one of our classes. She goes, you know, I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to tell me I don't need to eat. You know, she goes, I've hated eating breakfast my whole life, but I had. We've been indoctrinated that we have to eat three meals a day. You know, there's people starving in Ethiopia.
the, the food industry through commercials that we need to eat all the time. And if that was the right thing to do, we'd be one of the healthiest countries in the world. But, you know, a lot, we are very overweight as the country, but the most obese of all the industrialized world, I have a slide on that. I'm not going to bother with it now, but, you know, it's because we've been kind of indoctrinated with this idea that we've got to eat, you know, so much. And um, I remember when I first embraced this several years ago, going, I'm going to skip a meal. I, I'm nervous about that. I don't want to go without eating. We all know that we get anx anxious, you know. And so anyway, we were talking about the eating window. So if six hours seems too long for you, then, you know, make it eight hours, which means you might eat at um, 11 o'clock and then at seven o'clock, you know, that would give you an eight hour evening window and give your body a little more time to uh, adapt in there. So um, anyway, I hope that that helps a little bit. Um, if anybody has any questions, I've got a list of questions here, put them in the chat and I'm going to go ahead and get started. And uh, I've got a bunch of questions that were um, sent to us over the weekend. And uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about diet variation and we're going to introduce a 24-hour fast. So that might seem like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? We have up to Thursday, this coming Thursday to do it. And whether you are able to do it or not, it's fine. If you don't feel ready, you're not ready. Some people are having harder time than others with this and that's 100% normal. So I'm going to share my screen here. Liz is on board, putting people in as they show up. There we go. And I'm going to slideshow from this current slide. Okay, so here we are, day eight of our 21-day challenge. And uh, congratulations, you guys have done amazing. The, one of the first things I want to say is, you know, this is a challenge and it's not a, just take it as that. Because sometimes people, what, what I'm getting a lot of from people is like they'll bring in, and here's an example of some keto snacks that I found, found at the health food store, some keto Parmesan cheese chips, you know. And the thing is that uh, a lot of this stuff is, we are because the food and drug industry has figured out that keto is like was the second largest word searched last year on Google, that they can make a lot of money on the word keto. So they've come up with tons of stuff. And I'm just going to read what's in this, um, the ingredients here because it seems harmless. Um, Catalina flour, which is a pea protein, apparently, potato protein non-GMO corn fiber, chicory root fiber, gum, gal gum, tapioca flour, organic high oleic sunflower oil, and natural flavorings. Well, first of all, if you look at the um, natural flavorings, like if you look at the natural um, fragrances that we talked about last time with the, uh, the uh, Think Dirty app, there is no uh, government regulations on what those natural flavorings are. So right there, you're getting potential toxins and we're already trying to detox our body to get the inflammation out of our cells because chronic inflammation causes chronic disease. 
we're trying to get the inflammation out of our body and turn on healthy genes rather than bad genes, okay? So tapioca is in so many things. And tapioca is very inflammatory. And a lot of people have allergies to it. If you have allergies to gluten, which so much of it has been altered for so long, you probably have allergies to tapioca. So my point is, and, you know, whether you're religious or not doesn't matter. Um, what I, you know, in the industry, what we say is eat foods made by God. So if it exists in nature, that's what you want to eat. This is not, does not exist in nature, okay? And then when I look at this Parmesan chips, some of the stuff in it, okay, so it has Parmesan cheese, pasteurized milk, well, there's sugar right there. Um, cheese cultures, poppy seeds, sesame seeds, garlic, and onion powder. So it may or may not be terrible, but my point is, during a 21-day challenge, do a 21-day challenge. Now, if you can't, fine. But Catalina Crunch, <laughs> when are you going to eat these? Is this a, a meal? Because we're doing three keto-friendly meals a day, right? Then last week we went down to two keto friendly meals a day. So where does a keto crunch or Catalina crunch fit into that? And so really be careful because we are still putting more than three meals in our mouth when we're snacking on stuff. If you're going to snack on anything, snack on nuts or, um, you know, nut things, you know, like a nut peanut butter, well, not peanut butter, but uh cashew butter or this or that but remember we're still trying to really turn our clock around we're trying to switch our body's um tendency to want to eat a lot so anyway enough of that i just wanted to talk about snacks the 21 day challenge is only 21 days and we only have you know what is it uh eight minus 21 is we play cribbage how much is that i don't know not that many days left so just hang in there um, I'm going to go through some of these questions, but, you know, goals and wins, you know, I want, I just want everybody to take a look at how you did this week. Did, were you able to go down to two meals a day? Did you have, I've had some people that have had, you know, some digestive orders, some um, anxiety, some, you know, nervousness, a lot of different things that have turned on. That's not, uh, I mean, they asked me, is that normal? No, it's not normal, but that's why we're doing this because, Excuse me, it is normal, but healthy isn't normal. You know, normal is the worst of the best, the best of the worst. So it is normal for your body to go through some of this stuff as we get off these addictions to food that we've been um, inundated with our entire life. And it's really important to understand that some people are going to have a lot easier time than others. Conditions will show up here and there that other people in your household might not even experience one spouse might go i've already lost five pounds and the other go i haven't lost a thing don't worry it's not a, a sprint it's a it's a marathon this is a lifestyle change but when you get to the goal line which is you know a nice old age of free of disease and just one day not waking up versus years and years of years of infirmary because of all of the inflammation all of the chronic toxins in our bodies cause chronic inflammation and causing chronic disease. We're training you, we're training ourselves to not fall in that category. So it's a lifestyle change, not a diet. 
All right, I'll get off my high horse. So here are some questions that um, were asked. Um, does Dr. McCollum have any recommendations on brands of coffee? Yeah, um, and that's, can you get that big bag of coffee that we have? Um, there's several that you can get, um, even um, the guy that makes the Bulletproof, Dr. Josh, um, our friend David Asfari has a really good coffee, the big yeah, these are coffees that, um, yeah, this is Bulletproof. You can get the Bulletproof coffee brand. They have them at most stores. This is a, the um, XCT oil that he makes as well. This one is a really good. Now, you can order this. this is, you want shade-grown organic coffee because it doesn't have mold in it. And the organic coffee has a lot of toxins in it. I'm going to just flash the phone number up here. Um, I'll probably have Liz... Uh, put this out in an email tomorrow. We get um, four pounds every month of this stuff. And we, my, um, my ex-wife, <laughs> she takes a bag and I take a bag, but it's really good. And it's not that expensive. It's cheaper than you could get in the stores. Um, but any organic, like even Santa Cruz Roasting Company has good organic coffee. Pete's probably does too. I mean, every once in a while, I, I like their, the flavor of their um, French roast. So I'll get some Pete's French roast because it's a unique flavor if you're going to drink coffee and some people don't. Um, why should we be avoiding pork for the recommendations on the keto shopping list? So I've heard this. I don't know how true it is, but um, I've heard that pork is one of the most toxic foods there is. Um, you know, since they're trying to get rid of trichinosis in it, they've, they've really loaded heavily with different types of and um and you know natural and or not natural antibiotics and they and so i don't know you can you can look into it yourself but i'm going to just tell you what i heard i don't i haven't looked into it but i've heard that you cannot even transport big feces across a state line because of the toxicity level it may or may not be true but it was enough for me to go well, i don't like pork that much anyway so i'm just not going to eat it um can you explain about dirty versus keto uh, diet or clean keto? Yeah, so a lot of people just get online and they go, oh, great, it's a keto diet. I can eat anything that's got fat in it. So they're eating uh, non-organic foods. They're eating bacon all day long that isn't organic and, and isn't, you know, still has all of the chemicals, nitrate and stuff that they put in it. And so you're eating foods that's toxic versus very clean keto foods. That's why we have you take these certain oils that we know are clean burning oils that are not going to cause more inflammation in the body. Dirty keto are oils that are, that are kind of like trans fat in a way. Um, imagine your cell wall, 30% of your cell wall is made up of omega-6 oils. And if it's crispy because it's trans fat or it's canola oil like from... Um, Margarine, which is nickel-inflated canola oil with yellow dye in it, you know, it's it's it, we want metabolic flexibility. We want the hormones to be able to get into the cell walls and get through them. So that's why we want to do clean keto. And what we're teaching is more of a clean keto. A lot of people do stuff online without enough um, understanding, and they get themselves in trouble. They get sick with something called the keto flu which just means your body's burning toxins too quickly and it, it will make you sick. What level should I be aiming for with my keto meter? I'm glad they asked keto meter. 
Um, you want to be above 0.5 right now, ketones. Uh, when we go into a five-day water fast that we're not going to do on this challenge, um, after this challenge in a week, about a week later, I'm going to be uh, inviting people in to do a three-day um, either bone broth or bone broth or water fast. Anybody's welcome to join. It was. I'm going to um, jump in for a second. Um, yeah, so we've had some people on the keto meters with their ketones at 2.4, 2.7, which is amazing. That means that like usually it's about below 0.5 for the average person. That means you're barely burning any ketones. But as you're pushing this down by eliminating the several meals of uh, glucose producing foods, which is anything from the French fry to broccoli to all your protein you eat, then your body is going to start to adapt. So um, we see the blood sugar go down to about 77 and the ketones up to 2.4 already in a week. Like that means you're turning on the spigot of burning fat. So that's why the keto meter is really helpful. And there's a whole way to go about it. So be just part of this thing. Um, but you do want to have a keto meter. I, I think it's later on somebody asked about keto strips. So you, a keto strip is something you pee on and it will turn purple if you have ketones in your um, urine. It doesn't tell you how much. So it's not, it doesn't quantify it. So it doesn't really do you any good. So if you I think somebody asked if a keto strip means that you're showing somebody all the weight you lost, but that's not it. That's not a keto strip. Just doing this for fun and you're going to do the 21 day challenge and then stop after that. You don't need the keto meter, but if you're really serious about, Hey, I want to change my life and I need to know what my ketones are because when we get into a five day water fats, I want a one to one ratio with my glucose, which I'm not going to explain right now because we're not there yet. But that's what we're going to want to do, and you need to know how to convert it. So I just highly recommend that you consider getting the keto meter because peeing on a keto strip is not going to give you the numbers that you're looking for. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to the next one. Can we talk about when to drink water while intermittent fasting and how much water to drink throughout the day? Should I drink, be drinking more water? I'm going to have a sip of mine. So the answer to that is kind of funny. Um, somebody asks, I think she says, I hate drinking water, but I'm drinking 40 ounces of water twice a day. The funny thing is that you don't necessarily need to do that. Your body will kind of tell you when it needs water. Too much water is actually, if your body's not um, ready for it, it can actually kind of mess things up. So I think, you know, eight glasses of water a day is fine. Um, it's going to differ with different people, but it is that you don't have to drown yourself with water here. Your body's going to tell you when it's thirsty. And this comes down from, from Dr. Dan Papa as well. He just says, you know, the fallacy of everybody thinking they need to drink all this water. I'm not, don't not drink it if you think you need it. It's just that you don't have to drown yourself in water during a fast. We're just changing a few things. I think the same person asked um, if I drink my water before I exercise or after my exercise, or I eat before or after my exercise. I either talked about this last class or I put it in um, one of the other little group chats we had. But yeah, you don't want to drink water a half hour before you exercise, during your exercise, or after for a half hour afterwards. Because you're trying to get your body to become, I'm going to use that word again, metabolically flexible, where you're going to pull 
the um, fluids out of the interstitium between the, the space between the cells. It's called the interstitium. Inner means between. And we want to pull that out. And if you're drinking water the whole time, it bypasses that. Your body doesn't get a chance to do a deep cleaning. So you give yourself a half hour on either side. Uh, you don't want to carb load before you work out because you'll just be burning your carb. Now, if you're trying to work, go for a marathon or something like that, it's a different story. But for us, just trying to get through and turn our body's metabolism around, we need to challenge it. That's the biggest thing we take home message. We want to challenge our body. That's why we don't want to take snacks. That's why we're doing two friendly meals a day rather than three with snowmacks, no snacks in between. And in a minute, I'm going to talk about a 24-hour um, snack. Um, so I did mention the $8 per meal um, class. I wish I knew the name of it. If somebody does, please put it in the chat. Um, Nancy, you may know. Um, Scott, I don't know if you're on, but I think you know. Um, it is on, you can call KSCO. They advertise with KSCO, 475-1080. Um, and I hope you guys are all enjoying the, the recipes we're putting up. Uh, Natalie and I are, we've had a recipe up every day that we're not doing a Zoom meeting, along with like little five minute videos. We're posting me cooking them. They're all created by, mostly by me. And then we're writing down the recipe. How much exercise should I be doing? So you don't need to do an exorbitant amount of exercise here. You shouldn't, when you fast, you don't want to be doing really hard exercise. I'd say exercise how much you've been exercising. If you haven't been at all, a half hour walk a day would be good because that gets your lymphatic system going. And um, the lymph system, when you walk, all the muscles contract and push the interstitial fluid. Again, the, the lymphatic fluid, we have five times more lymph fluid than we have blood in our body. It pushes it up towards our heart by exercising. That's also a way of detoxifying or cleaning ourselves. Okay, let's go back to this question. One patient mentions that her knee became hot, very hot, and started hurting after standing for several hours. I want to know if it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. It isn't healthy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it shouldn't hurt. So you've got either um, a, mis a misalignment of the knee from a chronic injury, potentially a pinched nerve in your low back. Um, you might have some already some kind of arthritis in the knee. So all that stuff should be, you should check it out. There's a lot of things you can do. Any of these things you can also fill out, always fill out the neurotoxic questionnaire and fill it in because then you get a 15 minute consultation with me personally and you can ask those questions because it's hard to not to know without seeing you. Is there a physical test we can do to tell how toxic we are? Yes. Neurotoxic questionnaire is one and I'll be going into the rest of those later. Um, if one works out regularly, can you get carbs back for the workout, especially a high intensity. So I just answered that. If you're wanting to do high intensity workout, that's a little bit different. I mean, go ahead and do that. But you're, I, again, I would do moderate workouts right now during the 21 day fast or um, challenge. And then um, if you're doing high intensity workouts, that's something where you, it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you trying to build muscle? muscle? Are you trying to burn calories? Um, are you training for something? That's every one of those has a different answer. So whoever asked that question should fill out the questionnaire and talk to me personally, because I don't know how to answer it. Will one lose muscle if we are on such a low carb? 
So protein is great for helping build muscle. If you want to build muscle, and there's a couple people on here I know that don't need to gain, to lose weight, but they do want to get healthy. So they're going to eat more protein than carbs. The protein is going to help. What's It's going to certain pathways in your body build more muscle. And um, so probably about 80% of you are going to be right in the zone. 20% are going to be either needing more protein or less protein or more carbs or less carbs and or need help with why am I having trouble? Those are the people that should fill out the neurotoxic questionnaire. Anybody's welcome to, but, um, you know, a lot of you are going to fit right into that spot really well. Others of you are going to need more help. Um, preemptive questions about the 24-hour fast. Well, I'll be going into that, but let me read them. Is grass-fed bone broth considered a meal? If not, when going through a 24-hour fast, does drinking uh, grass-fed bone broth mess up my 24-hour fast? So yes, bone broth has got protein in it, so it will raise your blood glucose level, so it is considered a meal. So during a 24-hour fast, you would not be drinking um, bone broth between, let's say you have dinner and dinner. That's going to be water only. Now the coffee you can drink or the tea with the oils or fats in it, because those oils and fats burn as ketones and they're not going to spike your blood glucose. So the best way to answer that question for you, and when we were doing this class and there's a lot of veterans on here, they would tell you, take the bone broth, test your glucose 20 or half hour later. If your glucose goes up, it's a meal. If your glucose doesn't go up, it's not considered a meal. So, um, you know, there's a lot, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to really fit into a narrow pocket here. That's why these questions are great. Thank you all for submitting them. Since coffee does not have glucose, since not considered part of our meal for the day, are we going to be allowed to drink coffee during a 24-hour fast? Yeah, I just I just meant, or, uh, answered that question. Um, you can have oils or fats during the fasting part of the 24-hour fast as long as it doesn't raise your glucose. Now, even if you're not going to get the glucose, keto glucose meter, you know, it might raise it a little bit um, for the for the 24 hour or 24. What is it? 21 day challenge. Hey, we're good, man. We're just we're just rebooting our body. We're trying to get an idea of this is something I want to do for the long haul. So I really want to get this down. So if you don't want to get the meter yet, just just go through the process. Your body's going to um, adapt towards it. And if it's something you want to do for really to get your health ready, then. You know, we can talk about that at any time. Um, you can ask more questions for next week and or we can do a, you know, a consult when you send in the Neurotox questionnaire. Um, do you know which store sells grass-fed bone broth? Um, I think you have to go to Staff of Life um, or, and I don't know if you're going to find grass-fed bone broth, but you can find organic. Uh, there, we have some in, that I get that's, can you get that bone broth out of the refrigerator? Um, there's a few different types. There's um, fire and kettle, which I also have up there, but you might not be able to find it. Then there's this other one. Um, I'm going to do a recipe on making bone broth. I actually have one. Um, yeah. So this is one type of bone broth. I don't know if you can see it or not because I, my picture isn't up here. Let's see if I can get it up here. Yeah, there it is. Nope. Oh, somebody, Nancy Plum's holding one up. Maybe you can write that in the um, chat, Nancy. 
And then this is the one, another one that I use here. This one I like a lot because it's got a lot of collagen in it. It's very thick. So it's a real good one. But you can get organic bone at um, Staff of Life and or even New Leaf has it. So um, I will address that, though, in a, in, a, in a video that we're doing. And please tune into the videos and uh, just comment on them if you like them or not. Or what else you need from us? You know, what information aren't we making clear enough? Does drinking water just mean pure water? What about broth? Neither. Just a question. Uh, I, I, Mio, Mio, I don't know what that is. Mio, do you mean meat though? Huh? Mineral? I'm not sure what that means. Does drinking water, yeah, it would be just pure water. So anytime, like sometimes those drinks that you get that have flavors in them, drink the brain and that flavor reminds the brain of something sweet. So it will actually get your pancreas to start to produce glucose, which we're trying to avoid. So water, Thank you. Is what you want. <laughs> Lastly, what snacks fall under? I have not snacked, but I have keto trail mix from my office, and I am not sure how to incorporate them into my meal because I do not know how it affects me. So again, right now it's a twenty-four hour. There's 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 a couple ways to think about this. When you are right now, we're doing a challenge, and we want to have right now the two meals with no snacking, because that's how we started this out, three keto-friendly meals, now two keto-friendly meals. Once your body is at the level you want it to be at, then you can cheat, so to speak. Then you can do the keto snacks. You can take these kind of things. You can do the mix that we have in our office. You can try these other things. And you know that, I, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about diet variation, which you go off the keto diet completely for a month. Spring comes and you go, hey, I love fruit. I'm going to eat fruit for a month. But your body knows how to get into keto, keto into ketosis again in a heartbeat. My body will go from, when I go out of the ketogenic diet, in about a day I'm back into the ketogenic diet, which means my body's burning ketones. So not to confuse you, which I might have just done, we want to be on the ketogenic diet till you get to your fighting weight, so to speak depending on how much weight you need to lose or how much inflammation you need to lose, you know, you should probably talk to me um, if it's more than 10, 15, 20, maybe even 30 pounds. Then we should talk about how to move in and out of this safely so that you can um, get this to work. If you're trying to get off things like metformin or insulin dependence, which we've helped people get off of, it's really important that, you know, you're talk to your endocrinologist or doctor about wanting to do this as well so that they know what you're doing a lot of times they have a little bit of misunderstanding just the other day somebody i actually my sister said she went to her orthopedist and she's doing the ketogenic diet which her chiropractor down south has her on and the the um, orthopedist said oh well you can get ketoacidosis and die like karen carpenter well, yeah, you can, but that's a far extreme. You know, we're, we're not going to get you there right now. This is just going a little bit at a time. We're going at step by step. We'll write something down. Oh, well, one person asked, what is the best window? Because two things per day. We get around 11 and then five. Yeah, the 11 to 5 on the ketogenic. That's fine. Um, I, I am going to address one more question because I, I didn't write it down. But one person was saying that they wake up 
really early at five in the morning. They have their keto coffee at about six. Then they have breakfast. Then they feed their kids. They go to work and then they eat dinner at six. You don't have an eating window that works there. So the keto coffee with enough oils in it should make it so you're not hungry and that you don't need to eat till 11 or 12. Because you, you take your walk and drink your water at about 11. That's where you should have um, your first meal, ideally, and then eat at 6. So you have an eating window of 8 hours. What you're doing by eating at 6 in the morning and 6 at night, you have a 12-hour eating window. So that's not per the formula. So, again, e email the office if you have any problems with that. This is the keto meter. Um, I think the one that we... You can get through um, our website. You get a 15% discount. You want to get the one that has the extra 50. Um, there's a box of 50 more keto strips and 50 more glucose strips. It comes to about $120, which is a dollar a strip. Um, and the keto meters for free. Any other meters, ketos, keto strips are three bucks each. So these are a dollar each. And it's, uh, it's really the best one there is. You know, you're, you're going to want it if you're really serious about this because you want to know exactly where you are in ketosis. And I know there's many people on this call that would agree with me. Okay, let's see. Okay, here we go, the 24-hour fast. Um, dinner to dinner is, is the most convenient. You could do breakfast to breakfast. You know, you could have breakfast and then not eat till the next breakfast. But 24-hour means like if I eat at 6 o'clock tonight, I am not going to eat till 6 o'clock tomorrow. I can't have my keto coffee with the fats in it. I can't have fats, but I, I don't want to eat anything that raises my glucose. So a 24-hour fast means no carbohydrates for 23.5 hours between meals. That makes sense. Okay? So that's what we're really looking for. Autophagy, again, it's that word. I put a video out on it uh, the, the other day, um, and I'm going to run through that shortly here, but now that we've started to turn our body into a keto burning engine, we want to implement the idea of diet variation. So by doing a 24 hour fast, we're varying our diet. Our diets do very well, our bodies do very well by being challenged. Um, the way that we, after World War II, we could eat what we wanted, when we want, how much we want, with whoever we want, wherever we want. And we just got, our bodies got sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker until we're in the sickest country in the industrialized world. So. Diet variation means we're pushing the body, we're challenging it, we're training our digestive system. By not eating, we're giving our body the energy to go heal the damage in our digestive system. 68% of the energy goes to digesting our food. So when we're not eating for 24 hours a day, that 60% of energy goes to healing our brain, healing our muscles, healing our joints, digesting the inflammation in our knees and the swelling in our shoulders and um, healing our organs. So the 24-hour fast, we're going to do one a week, okay? Um, and then our next, I'm going to talk next Thursday, I'm going to introduce another thing that you'll love. I'm going to keep it a secret for you for now. But you want to be here next Thursday because you're going to love what I'm going to get, what I'm going to tell you you get to do. And um, we'll put out a real cool video on it too. So diet variation is what we're moving into. Remember, it's intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet, diet variation, ancient healing strategies, and cellular detoxification. Those are the five things that we're going to work on in this 21-day challenge. And I'll go over them again and again. 
and get our bodies to be metabolically flexible, which means it can burn any fuel, ketones, or glucose that well, so that we can get hormone optimization, which means our cells can use our hormones that our brain is telling our pituitary gland and our endocrine system to do so that we can function easily without burning blue smoke and rattling down the road with exhaust coming out and steam coming out from under our foot. Okay, that's what we're trying to do. So, um, so, the, so 24 hour fast causes body to go into a survival mode. And that's what we want. We want to challenge it. It's going to burn glucose when available. And when glucose isn't available, it's going to burn ketones. It's also going to scavenge our body for all kinds of broken down cells, bad microbiome, other toxins and cancer cells and all that kind of stuff. So the more we get into challenging our body, the more autophagy goes and cleanses it. And we end up with, you know, I just thought of this, you know, on fish tanks when, you know, they get all that moss that grows on the side of the tank, but then you get those snails that eat it and keep it clean. That's what autophagy is. Those snails are like autophagy. They go and clean up the organs in our body, the blood vessels in our body. They, they keep everything clean and burning smoothly. So metabolic, this is called metabolic flexibility. And you want to know this term because metabolic flexibility is our goal. All right, where are we at? So here's autophagy again. So these are cells eating bad microbiome. Those little guys are microbiome. Your body's way to cleanse itself is autophagy. It's a biological process that removes body's accumulated toxins and recycles damaged cell components. And then the purpose and goal, end goal of all this is new stem cell production. So stem cells, to explain them, it's like when an egg and a sperm come together, that's a stem cell. It could become any one of 200 different types of cells in our body. We have stem cells laying dormant in our bone, waiting to go heal something. When your liver gets damaged, stem cells go to your liver and heal it. When a joint gets damaged, stem cells go to that joint and become cartilage and muscle. When, um, you know, like a kidney gets damaged or a heart or a lung or a blood vessel. So we're, by getting our body to wipe out old cells, we're promoting, we're speeding up the engine of making new stem cells. And I did a, a kind of a cursory graph. I found this one, though. So this is what happens over a five-day water fast. Um, the blue line going down is glucose burning. So when you're eating sugar all the time, you're maximally burning glucose. When you stop eating sugar, your body's going to burn up the available glucose left in your, in your um, liver, and then it's going to slow down because there's not very much glucose left but it's going to be burning bad dying cells, bad microbiome, all those things that have protein in it that burn the sugar. On day one, you'll notice that this green line is intestinal stem cells. So on day one of a fast, your body's making new stem cells to repair your digestive system. Why would it fix your gut first? Because it's the most important. If we don't have a healthy gut, you're not going to get well no matter what we do. Then you see the um, immune system start to reboot itself, the, the purple line. Why? Because we talked about white blood cells are get old and in the way, and they have really terrible memories, which means they remember everything, and they become an autoimmune response because they, they jump at Gothamers. Any tiny little spider looks like a, a, a Tronosaurus rex, and they create these huge inflammatory responses. So we want your body to eat all those white blood cells and make new white blood cells that don't have any bad memories. 
it's like nightmares. We don't want them. So you can see on by day three, the uh, immune system is rebooted. And uh, most of those really bad white blood cells have been killed in your body's making really cool new young white blood cells. Also, you see the red line is autophagy. So, you know, that's that word. It's going to, when we start fasting, your body's burning, burning, eating, 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 eating. And then at day three, it's at maximum autophagy. This is Dr. Yishinori Asumi, won the Nobel Prize for this in 2016. Then autophagy starts to drop down by day five. And then the, um, the other immune cells that I missed are, where are they? Oh, here they are, the purple. That's your immune. Okay, the purple is your immune system rebooting and your musculoskeletal stem cells. So your, what's making new muscle cells, new ligament cells, new tendon cells, also new heart cells, lung cells, and all that. But, you know, they all kind of go up the first three days. And then weight loss, the yellow line is going up. The, the longer we go into not eating glucose or into a fast, you can see that your ketones are rising. Why are your ketones rising? Because it's eating your own fat. So your body tapped into your oil reserve or to your fuel reserve. So I hope that helps a little bit. I, I want to talk briefly about what surrounds our body. We're surrounded by a sea of microbiome. Bugs are everywhere. There are uh, 100 trillion of them in our digestive system alone. They're covering our skin completely. Nothing gets into our body without going through a microbiome first. And so when you're using micro, antimicrobial stuff, when you go into a store, you know, or that stuff you put on your hands, you're actually damaging your body, believe it or not, because you're not only killing any bad microbiome, but which there's very little of, but you're wiping out all the protective microbiome on your hands. So really, you know, you do what you want, but anything that's antimicrobial, there's more good bugs than there are bad bugs in and around us. But when you wipe out your protective mechanisms, the bad ones can get to us sooner. And um, so I'm going to talk, I have to keep moving this thing, boosting our immune response. So again, we're surrounded by a sea of bacteria, viruses, molds, and all kinds of other microbiome or microorganisms. They help us survive in the atmosphere. They help us digest our air, digest the food we eat, detoxify things in our intestines and much more. We can't live without them. When I do a longer class, I, I have a picture of a microscope and the, the brothers that invented the microscope in 1761 or something like that or earlier, whenever it was, I forget their name. But imagine they put a drop of water on that scope, looked at it, they saw something wiggle and they went, kill it. We've been trying to kill microbiomes ever since. We'll never kill them. All we'll do is wipe out the good ones and make the strong ones stronger, which is what's happened with the, the massive use of, of antibiotics. Now, this, the microbiome strains are so strong, antibiotics won't even kill them anymore. So our, our, our only hope, make our body stronger because there's not going to be a magic pill that's going to get us healthy. It might help us ward off issues, but... The people that are going to make it are the people that are the healthiest. And that's why we're doing the 21-day challenge. So I know this is a lot, but I'm, and we have a slide or show coming out on this, I think, tomorrow on the three-legged tool. But I want to introduce it to you shortly here, and then we'll go into it more. But your body and your whole, your existence is like a three-legged tool. If you have one leg, you lose one leg, it's all over. 
So the middle leg is stressors. And those are the physical universe stressors. It's physical, chemical, and emotional are the three parts of, the, of that triangle. We'll go over in a minute. Then over to the right, we have the microbiome and then the DNA or the genes. So stressors, you can see bacteria, molds, viruses, pollutants, toxins, carcinogens, heavy metals, germs, parasites, and vaccines. All of these things stress the body. When the microbiome, when this gets stressed, our microbiome go wild and they get bad microbiome in our intestines and everywhere else in our body. The cells get inflamed, which means toxins stay in the cells, which turn on bad genes, which cause genetic disease. So we want to heal our microbiome by healing the gut. Stop eating the bad foods, even the snacks. Good to say, look, get the stressors handled as much as we can. You know, if you if you need to change your environment at a workplace and it's killing you, get out of there. I've had to have people quit their work because they had terrible boxes. And I mean, it's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to do that. And um, we are handling our chemical stressor by going through this, changing what we're putting into our body by learning how to detoxify, which some of you will want to do. Again, neurotoxic questionnaire for that. I have had questions on how do we know if we have heavy metals and how do we get rid of them? I'll go into that in a minute. But when we clean up the stressors and we heal the microbiome, the cells get better and then the genetic um, bad genes can turn off and good genes can turn on. We know that we have, I think it's five to seven Alzheimer genes now. They don't have to turn on. Doesn't mean this because you have that gene, you're going to get Alzheimer's. So I want to go over the three stressors, heavy metals, molds, and infections. And I'll go into this even more later, another day. But these are some of the heavy metals. And I, I told you the number one source of, of lead in our bodies comes from our mom's umbilical blood. And it comes down um, four generations through mom's umbilical blood. Mercury. 50% of our fillings are made with mercury, silver and mercury. 150 years ago, they started using it. Four generations through mom, it's stored in the brain and our organs and tissues. Number one mental um, symptom of mercury poisoning is anxiety. The number one uh, mental symptom of lead is depression. So many of our kids and youth have have lead and, or excuse me, have depression and anxiety. None of them are tested for any of this. They're just put on a drug to handle it. So I think that and we can't test the younger kids. We have to test them all. And I'll explain that in just a second. We're almost done. You guys are awesome. Here, I showed this earlier. Here's a mother, 62-year-old, lead and mercury are pretty high, cesium. She grew up by Three Mile Island. The daughter, cesium's high. She's added her own lead and mercury. So you see how similar those are? Then she's had more thallium, which comes from cosmetics as well as barium, bare minerals filled with barium. Um, and of course, you can put it on your skin because it doesn't get absorbed into your body, right? This is a heavy metal urine test. It's a test we use, a provoking agent that helps pull the stuff out of hiding. And I'll, this is a guy that did a... a heavy metal test without provoking it, without taking something to pull the heavy metals out. Notice where his lead was. It's in the yellow. The same guy, we did a provoking test on him. The, the lead was off the chart. 
So it's really important that we do these tests correctly and give us a starting point so we know what to do to get this stuff handled for you. This is Dr. Michael Skinner. He's an epidemiologist. Says your grandparents could be in your genes. This is where he talks about four generations of micro of uh, heavy metals coming down. Molds are everywhere. Uh, look under your sink. Look in your bathroom. Look under your house. These things get in our body. And if you ever seen how they they have little legs, there are spores that just kind of crawl in, like they take root. If you ever taken out of some jelly out of your refrigerator, you see mold on top. And if you think you scoop the mold off the top, you're doing okay. The spores go down in there. Remember, my grandma used to do that all the time. So um, we want to make sure that these are the three deadly toxins, heavy metals, molds, and then the other one is a hidden infection. Now, this is a friend of mine. She's a chiropractor up in Seattle, and she allowed me to use this. Sometimes when you have um, cavitations or you get root canals or old teeth pulled and they don't pull out the ligament they're supposed to, you can get these things called cavitations. And this was a cavitation that this gal had, which is a capsulated little pocket of bacteria that live in that bone. And, um, you know, your teeth have seven miles of canal in them. So when you get a root canal, there's seven miles of just dead tooth that these bacteria and things live in. So this one's hers. Anything over nine is considered high risk. So Straplococca, I mean, I can't even pronounce all these, but all these were living in her jaw. And they basically poop out little microtoxins called mycotoxins that just get in and they can cause joint pain, they can cause fibromyalgia, they can cause um, all these different poly, mild, all those names. They just love these names that just describe symptoms. If you can get a, a movie called Root Cause. You can get it on Amazon. You can't, they don't sell it anymore. I mean, they, you can't rent it. You have to buy it. They censored it. But it will show you this whole thing. And so we can test for this. You got to go to a dentist and get a certain type of x-ray for that. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you putting up with all of this information I'm giving you. I know it's a lot. Um, but basically what we're trying to do is stop storing sugar. Go after the stored fat and detoxify as needed. It's that simple. So we're stopping the storing of sugar by changing the diet, the, the food we're putting in our body. This week, by Thursday, I would love you to try to do one 24-hour fat. So eat at dinner and don't eat it till the next dinner. If you don't make it, don't worry. you got the rest of your life to do this. I mean, look at your whole life. You've been eating three meals a day with snacks in between. So this might take a little getting used to. Give yourself a win by doing it. Um, we're going to go after the stored fats, and of course, toxins are stored in fats. So one person asked about one day feeling very nauseous. Um, she had the runs. She, you know, felt terrible. Um, there's Sometimes they call that the keto flu, which is just your body dumping toxins too quickly. A lot of times when people try to do this without any instruction, they get into trouble, and then they quit. And then they don't ever get their symptoms handled, and they just or they're right back to the drawing board. So the 21 day challenge, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, we'll see you Thursday. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, there's some more questions. Okay, can you ask some questions? So I just try to read them. Yeah, got some questions. So this is Dr. Papa. He's actually writing the foreword to my new book, which um, 
turn back your biological clock, which is really very awesome. So, so why does autophagy drop after day three? Why does autophagy drop after day three? Probably because the body is a self-preserving preserving thing. So it's going to go, oh, we're going to eat as much of the maximum senescent or senile cells. And then after that, it's, it's going to make sure that your body is going to replace what it's eaten. So I can't tell you I know for sure. I can just tell you it's the max there. So that we do know by science. <laughs> um, there's probably a real good reason why it drops, but I think it's your body just going, okay, that's good enough. Now let's rebuild stem cells and then do it again. So we go through cycles and cycles. You want to go on and off, on and off this type of thing. And over, like I told you with Dr. Michael um, but I'm, Thomas but Siegfried, the guy who wrote the book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disorder, he's like the leading authority, says one five-day water fast a year decreases your risk of cancer by 95%. Because during that time, your body's doing autophagy. A lot of times when people are unhealthy, we have them do three to four five-day water fat a year. And there's several people on this call that have done that because we're going to just, it's going to take a while to undo what you take a lifetime to do. And um, it may be that you fail eight times trying to do a five-day water fat and you get to a day and a half. Great. That's awesome. Next question. Uh, can we get cavitation if we haven't had two extractions? Uh, can we get cavitation if we don't have cavitation or root canal? It's probably very possible. Maybe you've um, played, been playing a sports and you got hit and, you know, like people get hit and they don't get a root canal, but their tooth dies. So if you have any kind of injury that could, you know, you bite down on something and, you know, it's possible. It's easy to get tested for. You get what's called a cone beam x-ray at your dentist. It's a, it's a CAT scan of your jaw. But most dentists don't know how to read it, so we send it to a guy. You can get them to do it, get us the disc, and we send it to a guy in New York who is the number one um, person that all of Dr. Pop's patient or staff and other doctors send them to because a lot of people don't even believe they exist, but they do exist. We've seen them. I even had one patient show me one that we did of her. There were, I don't even want to tell you what was growing in there. I won't. Um, after we're finished with the 24-hour fast, do we go back to two meals? Good question. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about something called the 511 on Thursday, which is, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, that five days a week, you want to be doing the two meals a day. One day a week, you're going to do a 24 hour fast. And then the other one, I'm not going to tell you until Thursday. So it's a <laughs> five, one, one. So you get, and you, you can do it any way you want. See, somebody tried to trick me. Who was that? So we go, Intermittent fasting, two two uh, meals a day for five days. And maybe on day three, you want to throw in a 24-hour fast. It's, it doesn't matter. You might go, you know, I'm not hungry. I'm just going to do 24-hour fast a day. You might even get to where you do two 24-hour fasts in a week. Cheat day. No telling. And then next time, I'll tell you what that other day is. I wish I could turn this off. I just don't know how to turn this off. I lost Charlie. it. Charlie the tuna is the only good tuna. No, just kidding. Yeah, um, there is good tuna. We've done a few uh, videos on. Um, oh, we haven't posted any, but we've done several videos on um, some of the. Uh, I'm going to come dishes, on and talk about the other stuff in a minute. A, um, once a week because it has mercury in it. Same with tuna. Once a week is about as much as you want to do it. But yeah, you can get, you know, the. Go to the health food store and you can get healthy tuna. 
Um, you know, just get the stuff where they don't net it. And, um, I don't, don't get it in oil because we don't know what that oil, where the oil came from. If you get it in water, that's going to be much better. I used to think, oh, I'm going to get my oil in the tuna. But I was talking to Dr. Papa about it. He goes, yeah, you just don't know where that oil comes from. It could be canola oil for all you know. And, you know, you just don't want that stuff. Okay, last question. So does that mean we should start the 24-hour fasting tomorrow after dinner? Great question. When do you start the 24-hour fast? Sometime by Thursday. You, if anybody wants to do it tomorrow, go for it. If you want to go, okay, I'm going to do the 24-hour fast a couple more, excuse me, the um, two meals a day, a few more. There you go. Thanks, Natalie. Got to push that button. Well, I hope that's been, that was helpful. I, I did so well on that one that it's hard to go in and, and uh, you know, try to beat it. But um, so I, if, if there's, uh, there are some questions in the chat here. Hopefully that we got most of that handled. You're having trouble with the oils? I feel like I'm going to vomit <laughs> when I take them. Understood. So, you know, you can put the oils in different foods and, you know, maybe this isn't quite the right thing for you to do yet. You know, you might have not be able to, to do the, the um, two, you know, two meals a day, but you can put, uh, you know, if you do the coffee and you put the oils in the coffee and then you have a half of avocado, there's oil in that. Um, you can do a smoothie with oil, you know, oil and that in it. But um, yeah, it's just your body's not quite converted itself to an oil burner. You can also try taking some lipase. Lipase is a, a digestive enzyme that breaks down um, lipids and oils or lipids. So that might be one. And also just um, email Mariah at McCollum Wellness, and I'll see if I can give you some more help with that. Um, what's this one? There's no sound. <laughs> Let there be sound. You didn't make Mariah co-host. Okay. Um, you want some help? Yeah, I can't see it. Okay. So um, the next one says, can we still have coffee with cream before our eating window? Yes, as long as it's a whipping cream. And you can put some MCT oil in there too, which is medium chain fatty acid. I think, Scott, if you're still on, you were asking about that because, you know, whipping cream is expensive. You can use butter, you can use um, coconut oil, you can put some olive oil in there. I don't know if I'd like that or avocado oil is not very bad. So you can try that too. Okay, you want me to go down? And, um, what's that? Well, on that same uh, vein, I'm going to skip down a little bit and then go back up. Um, people are asking about if they don't drink coffee, is there something that they can do? Something, I don't know if you've heard about mud water. That was a question. No, I haven't heard about it. But um, yeah, you can do tea. You can do this in tea. You can actually just, you know, some people I've heard doing um, this hot water with some cream in it and some cinnamon in it maybe some vanilla extract to make it, you know, get creative with it. None of that stuff is going to raise your ketones. And by the way, um, excuse me for a minute. I'm going to have a piece of chocolate. What? Chocolate? Yeah, I just ate my dinner, so I'm having a snack. Lily's chocolate, by the way, 
is now you can start to introduce this. It's, it has no sugar in it. It's dark chocolate. You can get it at the health food store. So it doesn't raise your ketones, but it satisfies that little bit of um, sugar that you have. So I thought I would let you know there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Okay, what's the next question? It's in your eating window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then on that same vein about ingesting oils, um, the, they were saying, okay, but then I would not be fasting if I put it in food. How about whipping cream instead of oil in the morning? I, I didn't get the whipping cream instead of oil. Yeah, you're you're using whipping cream in your coffee? Yeah, I think the question is that if, if there's oils, if they're making somebody sick, can uh -huh. they just use the heavy whipping cream? Yeah, but remember, it's a two, 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 two rule. So you're supposed to be getting two tablespoons of three different types of cream or oils. What we're trying to do, and you know, you can also go on our website or wherever it is and get the pure, um, I'll get it, these oils that are actually 100% parent oils. And um, they're put together by Dr. Peskin. So, you know, you can get them in your body. These are called pure form. And Dr. Peskin, we will be doing that um, that video. It says pure form if it's backwards. And um, Mariah will have that. We have a way you can get them off our website. But again, Dr. Peskin is uh, the guy who did the whole thing about fish oils being bad. You know, so sometimes we're doing a 21-day challenge, right? Sometimes you're going to get the information. It might take you three months to get there. Um, we're just answering the cry of people that wanted to do something for so long and trying to get a start. So not everybody is going to get all this done in the 21 days. Some people will do really well. Other people, it might take them four to five, six months to get it done because they just got to get their body to convert. So that's okay. It's a, it's a lifetime change. And remember, the reason you're doing it is because we're trying to get the inflammation out of our body, stop our body from burning toxic oils and helping the cell walls become healthy again and get the brain functioning again because we're giving it good oils to burn. Next question. Great. Do we take salt and oil on the 24-hour fast? You can do... Um, some salt and that's actually a really good question so if you have himalayan sea salt and you're just feeling too hungry you can just take a little bit like two or three grains and put it on your mouth on your tongue it actually will satiate you it will make it's like that we're getting used to not putting stuff in our mouth all the time so a little bit of cell salt will work um you if you have to take an oil you can i mean you know you could have a little you could take some coconut oil or even a little sip of cream, I guess, if you want. But, you know, again, we're, this isn't a make break point, but it's a great question. Okay. Next question. Awesome. Um, fruits, blueberries, good, best banana, pineapple, bad, any literature on which we can eat and what to avoid. Um, there was a, um, or there is a recommended keto list. It's, it's pretty broad. Um, I actually have it up in my fridge on my, on my phone because it really, lays out all of the different um, things that we can 
incorporate in our keto meals. Um, but I think the question was, uh, blueberries good are the best banana, anything on that Dr. McCollum on which people should avoid? Well, you know, I, I think we're actually, Mariah, you got to put out, let's put out the uh, video by D David Avocado Wolf. Um, he's an author. He's the guy that invented the, um, the bullet, you know, the Nutra bullet 20, 30 years ago, he's got all the organic farms, the only organic vanilla farm in the United States and one of the largest in the world. And we did a, a, a radio show with him on the colors of food and what foods do what to the brain, to the body, to the immune system, to the digestive system and all that. So um, that would be the best thing to do. Another simple thing to do is there's something called a glycemic index and you can look this up really easy. Glycemic. Don't ask me to spell it. G Y Gly. S-C-E-M-I-C-K, glycemic index. And it tells you how quickly foods turn to sugar. Like you eat white bread, it's turning to sugar immediately. You take sugar, it turns to sugar. It's like throwing um, newspaper in a fireplace. It goes, and it's done. So if you really want to dig into it, just pull up the glycemic index of, of fruit. And, you know, you can arrange it from the, the lowest glycemic index to the highest, and you want the lower ones. For instance, a green apple is 50 in a glycemic index. A red apple is about 70. So red apples are not as good as green apples. They burn quicker in your body. So, you know, that's really the best way to go. Or, you know, eat purple foods. We'll get that, that video up this week. Hope that helps. Um, and there's just a few more questions in regards to um what to have in the morning somebody's recommending ginger tea somebody was asking how about raza adaptogenic coffee alternative to substitute for coffee yeah i think that's fine there's a lot of really good coffees out there since we first started doing this a lot with um uh different types of mushrooms in it and you know all that medicinal type stuff i'm sure there's some great stuff just stay away from anything with glucose in it it should be right on the level you know glucose content fat content or carbohydrate content because carbs burn as sugar so, yeah and and if you're using the heavy whipping cream if you you can get little whisks on amazon and in stores and you can just whisk or whip up that heavy whipping cream and you can pour your tea over it you can do your drip coffee and it makes it easier. So it's not just milk in the cup. You're frothing it and having fun with it. And it, it makes it easier to go down. Um, definitely. Oh, good. So this is the whisk and you just put it in and it gets it all foamy. And then you pour your coffee over it and it's really good. So the, the point isn't the coffee. The point's the oil in the morning. It's not lose the point. I mean, you could just take a two tablespoons of whipping cream if you want put a little vanilla extract in there because it tastes good, um, you know, or maybe take some coconut oil. Again, it's 21 day, right? So we can do anything for a short period of time. Is there any I, more questions? Yeah, I don't see where it was. Maybe it was somebody in the office. Um, somebody was saying that they're seeming to crave a lot of salt. They yeah, well, that's great. You know, there's two tea you're supposed to have two teaspoons of salt a day. How many sea salt? Because when you're burning your um, fat cells, you're losing minerals because some minerals are stored in there as well. So you don't want to burn muscle. 
it's called gluconeogenesis where your body's looking it can't it's not keto adapted yet so it's not pouring you know that it can't just go turn on a gas stove and go you know so you're not made that conversion yet so um you will burn muscle if you have if you're not doing this correctly got to have kind of a dial on the glucose a dial on the ketones and guide yourself up and um one thing is you know how do you know if you're in, in ketosis if you um don't have a meter one way you know is you're not hungry so you know when you get your body burning ketones you can go all day and not even think about eating it's a really wild it's a it's the wildest thing but that's that tells us you're in ketosis nobody here is going to starve i i know well i don't know everybody in this group but i know most of them you got a little bit of stored fuel on this so it's okay <laughs> you're gonna be okay let's just gradiently get this um this process going learn it ask questions please get your questions in to mariah by next week or ask them on uh, facebook we're not getting as much people in the in the group asking questions and uh health rebels but you know scott asked a good question i think jackie did and i don't know if we answered your question jackie i think you were talking about a, a book what was it nat do you remember or mariah in the face in the facebook yeah i think i was asking about um I, it was answered i think i was asking about uh, not him but um real salt okay um, yeah and there might be another question but i haven't been back to the facebook page to see if it was answered or not. yeah we're all busy you know, that's why we're trying to do this. Well, next week we're going to be, we're going to meet on Monday again, and we will send out the link sooner. We kind of had a little hiccup on getting the link to everybody tonight. Um, we kind of thought we had it set up to be the same one every week, but, you know, we're kind of novices on this Facebook or Zoom stuff. So um, anyhow, uh, I don't want to keep you guys all night. Thank you so much. I really love the hearing the successes you're having. Um, if you're having difficulties, don't feel bad. It's part of the game of, of getting your health back. If it was that easy to just get our health back, we'd all be healthy. But we are in, um, you know, you guys are walking the path less traveled, you know, like Robert Frost said, and it's going to make all the difference for you and your health. And, uh, Love it. So if there are no more questions or if anybody wants to ask some, I'm, I've got another five minutes and then we can uh, call it a night. Anybody welcome to, to sign off at this point, but please give your wins to us in either Facebook um, or the email so we can know that we're helping you. I, I uh, had to drop for a few minutes um, to check on another meeting I'm supposed to be in. Um, uh, did you answer the question about Rasa adaptogenic um, coffee alternative? Yeah, we did. Uh, you don't drink coffee? I, I, it's funny. I gave up caffeine about two days before <laughs> I found out about this, <laughs> this going on. So I'd rather not have any caffeine. Yeah, I wouldn't take de decaf. Just go for a decaf tea. You can do the same. Well, thing. no, the rasa is not. It's adaptogenic, so it's herbs, but it's not. It's not a decaf. No, you just want natural. 
It's fine. Right. If it's got caffeine in it, that's fine. As long as it's all natural. You Again, the point isn't the coffee or the tea. The point is getting the oils in your body. I don't care if you just stick a funnel in your mouth and pour them down there, but it probably wouldn't go very well. We're just trying to make it palapala, whatever the word is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we did answer that. In okay. short, it's a yes, Jackie. <laughs> and you guys can rewatch this. It will be posted. Um, and Mariah will send it out tomorrow as an email uh, with a link so you can watch this up on YouTube. And um, we'll also be posted in... Uh, Facebook. Now, the reason I did this and showed that last one, there was so much stuff in there I forgot. And so it was just so good to have that video. I'll look at the, watch the Thursday one. It's going to be longer, but I guarantee there's some great information in there. And then next Monday, I will either do a live one myself or do the same thing I did now, depending on how good it is. I haven't watched that one again yet, but I just want to make sure you guys get the best information as easy as possible. Okay. Awesome team. All righty. I'm going to um, sign out and we'll talk to you all later. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.